Amen. Amen. You can have your seats this morning. Amen. God is good. It is January the 13th, and tomorrow is the 14th. That's what my ticket says, at least. Amen. And uh, oh, I got to check it. Amen. Make sure I'm going the right day. And uh, tomorrow we fly out. Amen. And we can't wait. We can't wait. We've been sitting, and it, it stirs up within you, amen. Say, God, we want to go use us. Say, some, how, many, how many know what I'm talking about? Say, I just want to be used by God, amen. And, you know, there are people here excited and rejoicing. And, you know, but there are also people here this morning who are battling. Now, I'm not talking about the trip. No, just battling in your life, in your day-to-day. Some people feel, may feel this morning like you're losing in the fight you're in this morning. You see, I feel like I'm on the losing side right now. I'm getting it from all directions. I get hammered on this side, and I go over here, the devil hits me on this side again. But I got a word for you this morning. Amen? I want to tell you something. It's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. We know the end of the story. Amen? God is on our side, and nobody can stand against us. Amen? I mean, if God is fighting for you, we have victory this morning. Amen? Or if you don't believe it, this is your chance to get in and stand on and say, God, I'm going to believe your word. Amen. You're on my side. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. It's, a, it's, it's beautiful when we trust in what God has already written. Amen. God has already spoken. Amen. Turn your Bibles this morning to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Amen. Oh, I hear a lot of Bibles turning this morning. Amen. Acts chapter 3, when you're there, say amen. Amen, amen. Verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who, stood, who sat begging at alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you, God. I thank you for your word. We come together this morning and we pray, God, that you would give us understanding, give us revelation. Lord, speak through me, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears, God, to hear what you have to say, God. And, Lord, let our hearts be ripe, Lord. Lord, that we would we will be doers of your word, God, and not hearers only, Father. Forgive us of our sins, God, and have your way this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'd like to preach a message this morning that God laid on my heart a a few weeks ago. And if you're writing down notes, you can write down, they found me in the streets. They found me in the streets. You know, as we read this passage, the, it, it, was, it was incredible to see the revelation of what God is showing us here. Amen. Uh, there, is a, there is a lame man who had been carried 
from the moment he was born and well, when he could get out, they took him out and he was a beggar. He was lame. He couldn't go and he couldn't walk, so he couldn't work. Amen. And they'll carry him, put him outside. And the Bible says, if you read further, he was over 40 years old. So they will take him and they'll put him out and he'll ask. And he'll say, hey, would you help me here? Would you help me here? And it just so happens that this one day, Peter and John are walking. So they're walking as they, as they get close to him and they get by him. He reaches out and he says, brother, would you, would you help me? And they reach and, and, I can, I can see, and I can hear them go, oh, boy, this is good. Oh, God's about to do a miracle, amen. And they look at this man and they say, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk, amen. The Bible says he got strength in his legs. He got up and began to walk. And then it says something incredible. He began to leap, amen, out of excitement. Oh, oh come on, y'all. Come on. You got to get excited when God is doing something in your life this morning, amen. We can't, we can't be dignified in our praise, amen. Amen. When God is doing something, we get excited. Somebody say amen. Oh, let me tell you, when God broke me out, amen, well, I was in trouble and I did not think I was going to make it out. I'm telling you, I leap for joy. <laughs> I leap for joy, amen. I was 18 years old. Somebody heard this. I was 18 years old with a, with a charge, a second degree felony. And let me tell you, I didn't stay quiet when God set me free. Uh-uh. I didn't clap like this. Hallelujah. Oh, I was excited. Amen. I got my life back. Hallelujah. I got a new life. I can go live again. Amen. Praise God. Maybe you've been sick and God has come through and healed you. Oh, you ought to get excited. Say, I got to tell everybody about what God has done. Amen. That is a testimony. Amen. It is a testimony. We can't, we can't hold it to ourselves. Amen. But what was incredible about this story, as we begin to read, this miracle was connected to the obedience of these two men. Yes, it was connected. God did the miracle, right? The power of God flowed, and God touched that man. But there were two men that were walking, Peter and John, that were walking, and God spoke to them and said, hey, you know what we're going to do today? I'm going to heal this man. And I want you to do, by faith, raise him up. Amen. And God healed him. And I believe that today in 2019, just like God did that miracle, when, when we obey his voice, God's going to use us to do great things. Amen. In this church in Denton, Texas, we're going to see miracles. It, oh, come on. Somebody get excited with me. In this city, God is going to use us to do miracles. I want you to take a challenge with me this morning. Amen. I want you to take a challenge with me. You said, God, flow through me. Holy Spirit, flow through me. And when you begin to go into the city, you see somebody lame. You see somebody in the wheelchair. Go over there and lay hands and say, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Amen. You don't need a, you don't need a lot but belief in God. Amen. You go up there and somebody's sick. You say, you'll be healed in the name of Jesus. And watch God what God will do. How many believe God can still do it? Oh, how many believe God can still do it this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You know, if, we don't, if we're not the ones who believe that God can still do miracles, oh, man, what, what can the world do? Because the world's looking at us. The world's looking at us. Hey, you're the ones who are believing in Jesus. And they come up and they say they're sick. We're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, come on. Let's pray. 
Let's pray. God's going to heal you right now. Let's, let's go out in prayer and believe that God's going to do something incredible, man. People need to see signs and wonders, amen, and they're going to believe God. Somebody say amen. 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 And I believe that we're hitting a time right now, as the Bible says in, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians 2.9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart and the thoughts of man what God has in store for those who love him. Amen. God's about to do something incredible. And he's going to use us. Amen. He's going to use us. I believe this is the year. This is the year. Amen. Now, as we read this story, though, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture something. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. And if you really, if you really picture, because one of the one of the hardest things is to picture, I, I say, man, these are these are Bible people. These are biblical characters. Now, how are we gonna, Lord, you think you can really, really can you really use me to do the miracles that you did? back then can you really do them today and could you use me you know i i believe that god is no respecter of persons amen he's not sitting there going no you know what you need a big name if i'm gonna use you god is looking and he said hey where's that person that says i just want to be used by god where's that person that's hungry and said god if you would use me i'll step out by faith amen this is why this is why this is this is so perfect there was no, this wasn't just such a beautiful scene. It was two people that just chose to be obedient. And you see what happened was a miracle in return. Amen. Amen. You know, this miracle was unique in a sense. It was unique because it required God to do it. And, you know, we don't see lame people get up and walk every day. It requires the power of God to heal them. But the other side of that, if you begin to look further, you'd see that this miracle was not unique at all. If you begin to look at the Bible and you start seeing patterns in the Bible in these miracles, there's, there's a pattern. Watch. Watch this pattern I'm about to tell you. Jesus healed a man at the pool. When he was, Jesus walking by a pool, there was a man that says, I've been waiting for the angel to stir the water. I mean, remember the story. He says, I've been waiting for the angel to stir the water, and the water hasn't been stirred up yet. And Jesus laid hands on him, amen. And the man, he, he went on and began to walk again. Praise God. Watch this. The, there was a blind man that, that Jesus, he met, he met him. He met him outside, right? He didn't meet him in the temple. He met him outside. He was sitting outside. There was another one. He was a, a blind man. And Jesus went up and put spit in his eyes. And he said, what do you see? He said, I see men and they look like trees. I remember that story. He met him where? Outside in the streets. Amen. Let's go further. J Jesus went out and met ten lepers. There were ten lepers. And he said uh, 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 nine of them went. The ten went, and only one came back to give thanks to God. I remember that story. Do you know where Jesus met them? Somebody call it. On the streets, amen. So Jesus got out the boat. He, he walked up, and he met a man they called Legion. He had a legion of demons in him, and he cast them out, and he cast all the, all the demons into the pig. They went over the steep hill off the cliff, and the people were really, really upset with him, and they found Legion was... Completely healed. Where did he meet him? 
back on the streets. Amen. He, the story continues. There's a man named Jarius. There's the different people that before they got their miracles, they met Jesus outside on the streets. And that was the foundation of the miracle. Amen. That was the very, very beginning. When, you, when it was time to raise up Lazarus, they went and found Jesus and said, Jesus, we need La- my brother Lazarus is dead. And Jesus comes up and he says, Lazarus, everybody's watching. People were living their daily lives. They were continuing the every day and God was moving. Amen. God, this is still the same God. He's still moving today in 2019, amen, except he has agents in here, hallelujah, that are going to be those who go out in the streets and say, God, raise them up in the name of Jesus, amen. We're going to call Lazarus out from the dead. Somebody say amen. Now, this is not to discount going to church. It's not discounting church. This is here. Remember, if you look at this vision, it says, reach, teach, send. There's the beginning, which is the the evangelism. This is the reaching. This is when we go out into the streets. And then what happens is they say, man, I want to know more. I want to know about Jesus. They come in here, and there's the teaching. They begin to grow. They begin to grow. And at some point, what happens, what's happening now, we send them off. And they go plant more work. Amen. And as churches are started, the kingdom of God continues to expand. Amen. Amen. And that is, that is the vision. But all of that starts somewhere. It starts in the streets. Amen. No, none of you would be here if somebody didn't meet you out there. None of us will be here. You know, rarely, I, I made this example earlier, rarely do people wake up in church. Unless they were drunk. Amen. And they stumbled in church while, you know, things weren't right. Amen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How'd I get here? Amen. But, you know, this, this great commission of reaching people was passed on. Jesus said, go out. Go out. Go and make disciples of all men. Amen. He sent us. That commission was not only the pastor. That commission was not only the Kirk. That commission was not. No, that commission is for all of us. All of us. And as we begin to realize it belongs to all of us, and all of us will know there is something we need to do. Outside these four walls, we need to reach a loss. That needs to be our life mission. Amen. Amen. And if you're wondering this morning if God called you, how many wondering, say, you know, I, I hear you, but maybe I don't feel like that's my calling. I say, come on, don't, don't y'all look at me funny because, you know, I've been there. Pastor, many times I've gotten up here and said, hey, how many of God will send you today? And you believe if God will send you to go pastor a church, you will go. People raise their hands. Oh, I feel God. I said, oh, praise God. I said, Pastor, I start counting them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I said, oh, Pastor, we had seven men today raise their hands. Oh, glory. And I'm sure he would wonder. This guy. <laughs> hey, man. I'm sure that was his thought. What is wrong with him? Amen. Why won't I say, hey? And I always told everybody, anybody ever asked me, I said, listen, I've seen pastors. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They go through too much. Amen. I help my pastor left and right, but uh uh-uh, uh, that's too much. Uh-uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But, you know, I realize that every last one of us, we may not all be called the pastor, but every last one of us has a calling to reach the lost. 
The Bible says it's Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. It says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. God has a calling on your life. He has called you wherever you are this morning. You don't have to stay there and say, I have a calling upon my life to serve the most high God. It is the greatest calling in the world. Somebody say amen. Oh, there is nothing greater that you can do than serve God. Amen. And he's called us to do more and to step out. You know, we were... One thing we can't do, we were at, at, my, at my job the other day. We had a Christmas lunch. So, you know, they booked this nice restaurant, and we went to this restaurant. We got over 20 people, so we're sitting around this big table. And, uh, man, this place was really nice. It was so nice, we ordered duck, and it was this small. <laughs> yeah, I know. When it's nice, you get small food. Amen. <laughs> and all the Texans said amen. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Amen. So we're sitting there at the table, and somebody says, let's play telephone. So they reach over, and they say, you guys seen telephone before? That's when they pass the message around the table, and hopefully by the time it gets to the other side, you know, you're like, oh, the message has changed, right? So we're like, okay, great. So let's play telephone. So the message begins to go, 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 and it, gets, it hits this one guy. And he leans in, right? He leans in to hear the message. He's like, oh, okay. So then, every, well, what do you do next? Lean to give it. He sits back. Hmm. So everybody at the table is looking at him like, you, you know, without, a, without any big words, you little, you. Pass the message, amen. You know, when you think about the gospel, it's been traveling 2,000 years. It's gone from generation to generation. People have heard the gospel. Now, we're a generation. We're not going to. No, we got to pass the message. Somebody say amen. We got to pass the message. And it needs to be the gospel message that still saves. Somebody say amen. Amen. God says, I've called you. I've called you, every last one of us. As we take that on, we'll realize and we'll see fruit on the other side. Amen. I want to share with you this morning six things. If you say, I, I want to I serve God, I want to reach laws, I want to hit these streets, amen, and meet people just like they met me, I want to do it this morning, amen. I want to share with you six keys that will help you if you're writing down notes, amen. Number one, if you're writing this down, we have to be willing to be interrupted for the things of God. You know, we're, we're busy people. We have schedules. We have our lives. We have not only ours, but our kids' lives and our kids' friends' lives. Oh, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like, no. It's, you mean it's their birthday? Yeah, yeah, it, it works like that, right? It's not just your kids, but your kids' friends and their friends, right? But we have all these lives. And sometimes in the midst of the schedule, the things of God become secondary. The things of God can easily become secondary. I can see it even uh, as Peter and John are walking, and this man says, "Brother, would you would you help?" The the Bible says he was he was he was asking, and they looked at him, and they could have said, "Look, hey, would you uh would you call Pastor Andrews and ask him um what ministry handles this kind of stuff?" 
Come on now. Would you call Pastor Andrews and ask him what kind of ministry handles this kind of stuff? We got to go right now. Man, look, we got, we, we got to go and walk right past him. Or they could have said, uh, uh, man, you know, these people, you just give them, they just go buy booze. Let's just go. I hear that all the time. Right? But, you know, they stopped. They said, you know, God is doing something here. I feel God's about to heal this man. They were willing to be interrupted that God would do something. So their schedule came to a halt. See, if it wasn't important, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't need to be interrupted. They were in the process of doing something important but still yielded to what they had in their lives that God would use them. Amen. And at the end of that, that man was healed and it's written in the Bible. Praise God. Amen. Number two, if you're writing down notes. Extend the grace you freely received. If you want to be able to reach a loss, you have to be willing to extend the grace you've received. What grace is that? Let me tell you, when they met me, I was a potty mouth. I drink a lot, little, maybe, moderate. That's all the people who drink a lot say, moderate. <laughs> right? I, I, I was a party animal. I was all the above. Now, if you met me and expected me to be... To act holy, then we're in trouble because you expect too much from me. Come on now, y'all know what I'm saying. When we go out here, we have to be able to meet people where they are and be able to share the gospel with them. If they come up and they're rocking the Bible and they're speaking holy, man, you know what? Praise God. Man, you're not lost. Let me go find the one that is. Somebody say Amen. We have to be able to extend that grace. The Bible says in Matthew 10, verse 8, it says, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Freely give. We're expected to reach out to sinners. Amen. To reach out to sinners. And I heard it said that you cannot clean a fish until you catch it. That fish is dirty. Can't clean it. Man, look, you got a power. No, you can't come to my church. You cuss too much. <laughs> Don't tell me you never thought that. Hey, man, well, you know what? John, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I had a, you know, it's incredible. If, if there is nobody anywhere around you that you ever speak to that is not Christian, you got to think about it. So, Lord, you placed me in this world, not to be of the world, but I'm in the world, and I need to reach the world. The world needs to see the light, amen, and we're not going to cover the light. The light needs to be out, amen, that people would see the light and come to Jesus. Somebody say amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. I remember, I remember we got grace when we first came here. When we first, when we first, uh, when we first got saved, we were living together. My wife and I, we were living together. We were living in sin. I know that now. I can, well, I actually probably knew it then. But I can say it now. <laughs> Amen. I ain't want nobody to come up and say, you sinner. I ain't coming back to your church. <laughs> Amen. But the truth is, we knew we were sinners. We knew we were living, we're living in sin, but we're just like, look, we're just, we're just trying to get right. We need somebody to show us the way. Amen. Really, we needed somebody to show us the way. We didn't need anybody to condemn us. We were already condemned. Amen. We were already condemned. We were already a mess. We didn't need nobody to help us. Tell us, you know, hey, you're messy. I know. Help me. How do I get out? 
Amen. But they gave us grace, and, and we came in there, began to raise us up little by little. Little by little, I remember a day I, I, I had a, we were at, um, what's that place on Teasley? Applebee's. We're at Applebee's happy hour. My wife and I were sitting there, and she was a Sangria fan. And uh, this is a funny story. <laughs> when she was sitting there, I said, honey, today um, we're dating. And I said, you know, I don't think we should drink anymore. She was like, stop. So <laughs> it's exactly how that conversation went. I don't think we should drink anymore. I think, man, I think God wants us to do more. Stop. Just look. Just can we talk about this after this happy hour? Like we got drinks here. Let's let's finish this drink and we can talk later. No, um, no, you know, this is it. I think I'm done today. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna ask pastors. Say, what, what do you what do you think? Like, what does the Bible say about this drinking lifestyle? You know, I want to know what is. You know, I've heard everybody say it, but now you tell me. I want to ask you. And today I'm gonna make a decision. So I text him. We're there. We got the drinks poured out. We have a we we have a a, a full glass of sangria on that side. And I, I whatever. We're sitting here, and I get a I get a text back. And the Bible and, and and it was clear. The pastor said, the Bible says to abstain from the appearance of evil. So wait a minute, I've never seen alcohol appear good. Oh, let me. Let's go pray for him. You've never seen that anywhere. <laughs> Amen. you never see that anywhere. There's never been a picture of alcohol put together with something good. We're like, all right, well, we'll make that decision. That day we made that decision. Amen. And, but, you know, somebody had the grace. They gave me the grace to be able to even ask that question. You know, if, if, if that room wasn't there to ask that question, we'll never, we'd never be able to do that. Somebody extended that grace to me, amen? Praise God. Number three, if you're writing down notes, recognize that we are ambassadors. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As God, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, we be reconciled to God. You know, an ambassador is a representative. As we're here, we're a representative of Christ. People see us, they get to see God. I'm not saying we're gods. No, no, it, scratch that. Amen. Get to understand this. We're a representation. We get to represent God here. We get to lead people to God. And when they have questions about God, we get to share them. We get to pray with them. They get to see a glimpse of heaven through us. Amen. And now if we're going to be the ambassadors, we have to really reflect Christ. Amen. And when we reflect Christ, we'll win lost. Amen. You know, I found out in thinking about being an ambassador, I think there's one thing, there's one way that ambassadors are not so great. And that's only if they're ashamed of what they represent. If somebody is proud of what they represent, then they represent it pride and excitement like this is who I'm about this is who I'm with but when you're ashamed it's kind of like uh, but you know I'm not ashamed of Jesus amen we cannot be ashamed of Jesus Christ we cannot be ashamed of the gospel amen we can stand out if they're gonna hate us then hate us that's all right Jesus was hated amen and if they love us we're in trouble amen amen that's a key amen 
Number four. Number four, we have to be able to leave the world behind. The Bible says when Jesus walked up to his disciples, he found, he found some fishing, amen. He says, hey, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And the Bible says immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. There was a decision. They had to. They could not say, hey, Jesus, wait. I get off at 5. I'll get you between 5 and 5.50 because at 5.55 I need to be downtown. Did you catch that? They said, Jesus will follow you. They dropped. That was a symbolism even for us. We can think about it and say, wait, how can I serve God and serve the world at the same time? I met people many times that want to talk about God at the same time, throwing in the cuss words at the same time. I said, how do you reach the lost with a potty mouth? How is that possible? And it's bad enough. I get it. Somebody's trying. It's bad enough if people want to justify it. They want to justify their potty mouth. Oh, God's got grace for me. Shame. We ought to, we ought to work on that. And give God our mouth and God cleanse me, amen? God cleanse my mouth, amen? We have to be ambassadors. We have to be able to leave the world behind and follow Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Number five, determination. We have to be determined to win the loss. I remember it was uh, uh, nine years ago. Nine years ago, we lived at this apartment on Teasley. I don't even remember the name now, but we lived in this apartment in Teasley, and there was a guy that was determined to reach us. There was a guy that was that was super determined to reach us, amen, and, and uh, I was very determined to get away from him, amen, because everything, well, every time I see him, he just scared me. He looked, he looked like he was angry, amen. The, the angry type, he'd pull up and he'd turn up his music. He had some hard Christian rock, and I didn't know it was Christian back then. It was like, ah, rah, 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 rah. and I said, and then he'd pull up and then he, he, he played hockey, so he had a hockey bat. No, when I see people who play hockey, that's already, already angry to me. They're already just angry people. So, <laughs> so they fight each other while they're playing. So, and then he plays that hard music, and then I, I just see him, and I just, yeah, I said, look, he's going to walk this way. I'm walk the other way. We, you know, he lives downstairs. I live upstairs. We're fine. And then he stops me one day. He was determined. He says, hey, 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 how you doing, man? Uh, I want to invite you to a, uh, a rap concert. Right. <laughs> oh, whatever rap you're listening to, I'm not listening to. So I was like, oh, man, um, you know, you're in college. You got nothing to do, just so, just so you know. College students are a busy shame on you. You got nothing to do but go to class and then try to find something to do, okay? <laughs> Here you go. I told a secret. Amen. So, so we're like, oh, um, man. We're so busy. <laughs> we, we, we can't make it. Oh, man. And I was like, who that guy? He wanted me to go to a mosh pit rap concert, right? <laughs> I walked out, found out it was Dylan Chase, actually. But, you know. And another time, he was determined. He came up. And then this time, he hit, he hit the weak spot. You ready? He came up. He said, hey, um, we have this barbecue at the park. We have this cookout at the park. I'm like, <laughs> hey, 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 
glad you do it. Free food for a college student is like gold, okay? Like gold. So he's like, hey, we got free food, barbecue at the park, cookout. You said the magic word. Just tell me where and when. So we showed up. We pull up, and, and, and there is Victory World Outreach, Texas. Right? There's no other VWO church in Texas, and there it was, VWO in Texas, grilling out by Eureka Park. And I pull up, and, and we're walking by, and we get the food. And we keep on walking. <laughs> so everybody was sitting like over here where they are. And we found a bench over there on that side. And we're like, we're just going to eat over here. They hang out with that guy. <laughs> we probably don't want to be over there. And we, we got done eating. And somebody took a picture of us. And, uh, and you know, we're walking out. They say, hey, would you like to, man, they, they didn't hassle us. They just loved on us. They say, hey, would you like to come to church with us? You know, we got service tomorrow. And watch what God was doing on the other side. God had been working on us. God had been working on us. We need to find a church. We need to get right. So we made the decision. We're like, hey, you know, yeah, we'll come check out that church. Because we've been around town looking for churches. We've been to this one church. I'm not going to tell you which one. But, you know, it didn't feel like it did when we came here. Man, somebody, they loved on us when we got here. When we walked through those doors, we felt like we were somebody. We felt special, amen. And walked in, this was, this was the first building the church had, right, and walked in. It was right there off of London there. It, it was a storefront church. We walk in. I'd never been to a storefront church before. I'd been to mega churches growing up. And I'm sitting going, all right, this is cool. And they began to start singing. God was moving. God was moving in that place. I'm sitting going, oh, <laughs> oh this is good. And an altar call came. I went to that altar, gave my life to Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And just to, just to kind of finish that story, about two weeks, maybe three weeks later, I heard they were moving. They got a new building. So I was like, where y'all going? They said, come on, we'll show you the new building. So I pulled up to the building and said, ah, <laughs> we were just there. They moved into Club Lucid. <laughs> we were just there. I was like, wait, if you're here, where's Club Lucid? We just got saved. We were two weeks behind. Amen. We were two weeks, two weeks out of the club scene. We didn't really know that things happened that fast. Amen. But God is good, amen. God is good, and it's incredible just to see what God has done in this church right here, amen. But it started with a determination. Somebody was determined to reach, amen. They didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't preach the gospel to me, amen. Now, there's a time. There's a time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to over-spiritualize this, amen. There's a time God will give you a word and you deliver that word. There's a time that God will say, just, you know what, just tap that person. Just say, hey, you know, we're going to have this. Come meet me. And you invite them. You give them a track. Say, hey, meet me at such and such. And we meet up. And it was great because he was determined. He tried it once, completely failed. And he tried again. And you know what? I'm glad. He was determined. And I'm glad that he was, uh, especially because, you know, sooner, sooner or later I was going to find out they had reported us to the apartment for being such a uh, uh, noisemakers upstairs. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> they had a 
But, you know, but God is so good. Amen. God is so good. We need to be determined, church. Amen. Number six, we need to be able to keep the gospel message simple. The gospel message, we cannot water it down, sweeten it up. We cannot try to twist it and curve it so it can appeal to the ears of the hearer. The Holy Spirit has to work through the message of God. Because, you know, the Bible says it's, this word of God is foolishness to those who are perishing. It doesn't really matter how you word it. If the Holy Spirit is not delivering that message, it's going and falling on deaf ears. So we have to preach the word of God as God is giving it. Us as the Lord. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe will not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him that they may be saved. That's the word of God. God loves me. God can forgive me. He gave his son for me. I guarantee you there are people out there who still don't know who Jesus is. There are plenty who pass him at the gas station while pumping gas are right in front of us. We pass him at the, in the grocery aisles. We pass him by walking right next door to us at our homes, living right next door. In the garages. Next to your cubicle at work or next in the, in the line, however it is at work, at the, at, at the, at the food place, wherever it is, there is a place. People, God allows us to be placed in places strategically that when we open our mouths, he will take care of the rest. He will speak his word through the rest of the story. You may not even know what to say. And you can say, hey, how you doing? And watch the word of God will come out. And God will grab hold of that person and change your lives. But we have to be able to reach out by faith and say, God, here it goes. I'm trusting you're going to say everything else. And watch God show up. Watch God show up. I believe this year God's going to do something incredible in this city because this, this morning, this morning and through time, we've been, God has been winding us up. Amen. God has been preparing us, equipping us. And now we're going to say, God, let's go. Send us, Lord. Send us, God. How many feel it in your spirit this morning? Say, God, I want to be used by you. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, use me this morning. Use me. Come on. How many say, you lift your hands. You say, that's me. You say, God, I want to be a soul winner. I am burning within me. I want to win souls. Somebody needs to know who you are, what you did for me. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to pray this morning. Let's bow your heads this morning. With every head bowed and every, every eyes closed. In reverence to God. They met us in the streets. Somebody shared the gospel message with us, with you, with me. There's some here this morning, somebody just shared that gospel message with you. 
Or maybe somebody shared that message with you a while back. And this morning, you're saying, I have not answered that call. I have not given my life to Jesus. I have not asked Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. And this morning, I want to make that decision. I want to be saved this morning. Jesus, would you come into my heart? I want God to forgive me and give me that new life you're talking about. I want to ask, how many in this place, front, back, left, right, you say, that's me. Would you remember me in prayer? Would you remember me? Just slide your hand up. Put it back down. Say, pray for me, would you? I want to be saved this morning. I want to be saved. Just slide your hand up. Slide your hand. Slide it. Slide it up. Say, pray for me. Maybe you were saved at some point and you're here this morning and you say, you know, I've I've gone my own way. I've backslid. I've turned from God. But never again. Today I want to come back to the Lord. I want to give my heart back to God. How many in this place? Would you remember me in prayer? Lift me up in prayer. I want to come back to the God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Why would you stand on our feet this morning? I want to open up these altars. And I want to ask this morning, when we make the decision this morning, you hear, and you say, I want to be a soul winner like never before. I want to be a soul winner like never before. God, mold me into being a soul winner. I want us to make that decision this morning. I want to ask, make that decision. You talk to God. Say, God, what are you doing in my heart? Mold me that I can reach a loss. I mean, let's open up these altars. Why don't you make your way and just begin to do business with God and just let God mold, mold us this morning. Amen.